Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife. Uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now. I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one. There's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live on a Tuesday afternoon, and Jim and Ryan here with you, and we are going to talk NXT TakeOver War Games. In War Games! What? Of War Games! What? War Games! What? War Games! What? Uh, From this past Sunday night on the the award-winning wwe network and we are glad to be with you if you are following us live today as we uh do the show i see uh devin is with us what's going on devin uh if you're with us give us a like and a share we'd appreciate that get as many people in here on a tuesday afternoon because obviously it is not it is not uh it is not our normal day but uh you know as we've been doing this year in the in the strangest year ever, we've been doing uh, a lot of Tuesday afternoon shows, be it live or be it recorded. So we thought we'd jump on and uh, and hit this thing live for you. So Ryan, my ba- my buddy, how you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. Having a great day so far. For some reason, I woke up early. I took in and I watched NXT War Games again today you watched it again, again today. i watched it again so it's fresh in my mind then i went out to lunch i got my car washed i've done laundry gym i'm having the most productive day in the world that's not true but i'm having a pretty good day jim <laughs> how are you uh i'm actually doing uh really well i slept in a little bit today which has been you know kind of par for the course uh this year and uh, I had my second McRib in four uh, days. Yes. Today, so I'm feeling extra uh, fat. Yes, today. I, I understand that. Yes. 
Um, but you know, I don't know how long it's going to be around for. So I figure I might as well get as many as I can in my fat body, uh, as possible because they they only come around, not even every year they come around like randomly. So now Jim, what, what about the McRib do you, do you like the most? Is it the fact that you can't get it regularly? That does that really drive up the value that it's only around for a select time uh, you know that might honestly be part of it um because you know i i kind of compare it in in a way to like my love of like grotto pizza sure because you know I, i've always joked like there's a restaurant pad in our hometown out by like target and a grocery store and stuff like oh, that yes. yeah. wide open and i've always joked like they should put a, a grotto pizza out there but i'm like first off we have like 14 pizza places in the sure. greater uh Lidditz area but but also I'm like would I would I really appreciate the grotto like I do when I go to the beach if I had it at my disposal all the time? That's fair, and I don't know that I would. So like it is kind of special, you know, to have the uh, to have the the McRib only so often because like let's be honest, like there's um, when I, when I posted like my excitement about it, a friend mm-hmm. of mine who's a vegetarian posted like Morningstar, which I find Morningstar uh, foods pretty tasty. Like I've had like their bean burgers, yeah, um, they're good. Other things like they're they're very tasty. So like I've had Morningstar products, very tasty, um, and they make like a McRib. They make like a rib patty and barbecue, sure. yep. and then I think there's one. That you can get at Walmart. I know friend of the show Frank Boris said you can get them at at some Dollar Trees, like two for a dollar. Yeah, uh, I think like Encore or yeah, something. Yeah, Encore. Makes Encore them. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, not awful. I've tried no. them. And like uh, Knobles Grove, the the oh. amusement park in Pennsylvania, mm. they have a boneless rib sandwich that is yes. absolutely amazing. Like I only get there once a year, uh, like at most. We didn't get there this year, obviously. Thank you, pandemic. But like. So it's not that I can't get a boneless rib sandwich. Sure. If I if I wanted one, but like the 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 corn dusted roll, the McDonald's pickles. I love the McDonald's the big onions. Oh yes, the big chunk onions. Because like if you get a McDonald's cheeseburger, it's the little like shredded up onion. Yeah. But like the quarter pounder gets the big onions, which I've always I've always really enjoyed. So I think it's just I think it's just the combination and like. It is the nostalgia of, sure. of the McRib that that I tend to enjoy. So, like I, I, I would, I would kind of uh, say that that it probably lends to the fact that it is a limited. I because you know how many like if it was there all the time, like it was back when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like I still like a Big Mac. I mm-hmm. still like chicken McNuggets. I still like the quarter pounder. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't get it every time. Natural, okay, but you, know, you would work it into your rotation. Oh, one hundred percent, sure, one hundred percent. Now, have you gotten a McRib yet? I have. I also have had two <laughs> since it's come back. <laughs> um, and it it lends to McDonald's being relatively close to my place of employment. Oh, that'll help for my lunch breaks. Um, so I've gotten two, and it is the only McDonald's sandwich that I will eat that I will keep their pickles on it because I don't care for their pickles at all. I'm a Big Mac guy more than anything, and the pickles will always come off my Big Macs. I will never eat them. I you usually chuck them. On the Big Mac. I love pickles. I think McDonald's pickles are trash. 
Wow. And I will I, I, I will launch them now. out my window. I will never eat them on a especially on a Big Mac. I don't like the taste of them. But now um, you also you also now my, my niece on the on the Big Mac. My niece will go what? You also put ketchup on your Big Mac. As I well, will right? the, the very top portion of the Big Mac is dry. It is just burger and top bun. I will put a little bit of ketchup between burger and bun. What's funny is my you were the only person I knew that did that until I met my wife. She also will put ketchup on the Big Mac as well. Yes, and it's really, it's just the fact that the top burger and bun is a dry layer. If you put a little bit of special sauce on mm. there, I'd be okay with it. So Devin, Devin's not a huge fan of uh, of the McRib. I, well, he I, ate one and a half of them, so that's more than I have had in a sitting. So something yeah. had to make you go back and want that other half. That's I true. get it's not for everybody. I, I also totally added a cheeseburger to my, to my meal today. It is a goddamn mess of a sandwich, too. I've never eaten one oh, that it's not oh, a fucking it, mess. No, it's definitely not a it's definitely not a grab and eat on in, in the car sort Correct. of like the instructions have wet. to be open the container, put barbecue sauce down, then put the bottom roll. Yeah. So that bottom roll is good and soaked in barbecue sauce, so you can't actually pick it up without making a fucking mess. Oh yeah. Then and, and dip the, the meat patty multiple times in the barbecue sauce, splattering it everywhere. Right. Three pickles, a handful of onions, and then the top roll. Again, a dry top roll, but there's so much goddamn barbecue sauce in there that it absorbs everything. It's a fantastic sandwich. I'm not bitching at all about it. It, it is it always is a fucking mess. Oh, it, it, it and I just I always wish that there was like the, the, and I understand that, that, that it's having a science to the number of you know a, a accoutrement to a McDonald's or any yep. fast food sandwich. You know, and I, I worked at Burger King, so like, I, I, I feel like I may be a little bit skewed on it because like, I knew what like a handful of lettuce was, like I knew what like you know a a light handful of onion was, generally speaking. So like, for me, I, I just wish there was a more consistent level of like pickle and and onion because like a couple of times now, so far the two that I've gotten at at our local McDonald's, and I swear to God we will get to talk about NXT Takeover. We will. We're two fat friends, and it's McRib season, so bear with us, folks. Um, the two that I've had... You know what? Go ahead and tag McDonald's in this. Exactly. We want that sponsorship money. Exactly. I, I will take that sponsorship in a heartbeat. It's a great um, mess. But the... the the um, I have had consistency with our local McDonald's yes. on my pickle and onion. Um, and also, can I can I give a shout-out to the... Uh, to the mobile ordering where you oh. just pull in the space and enter the because with the app you also get some uh, some deals like uh, today they had a forty because my wife got a t- ten piece McNugget and they had forty percent off but it's in the app only wow so, like we got a ten piece nugget for like three fifty that's like nineties prices that's a steal which yeah I'm eating McRib and we're getting ten nuggets for like right. three fifty that that's a that's a throwback day Dude, I I like McNuggies an awful lot. I, dude, the McNuggets and it's the batter. It's the fact it that is it, it, like the batter is key. So now, good. I had earlier this year when they had them out for a limited time the spicy nuggets, and they were spectacular. I know I'm not even going to ask you because I know <laughs> it's first off it's a different item and second That's correct off, spicy. So those are two things that Ryan doesn't do. That's uh, not entirely true. The other day, out of nowhere, for no reason whatsoever, I ordered a fillet of fish. Maybe I was just feeling 
healthy? I don't know. I don't think it's a healthy sandwich alternative, to be honest with you. But I ate it, and it's it a, was it's delicious. A tasty sandwich. It is a tasty. So now, good. This is funny story. Since we're still talking food here, um, you know that the standard for a fillet of fish. Yes, is, I absolutely know. Is yes. a half a piece of cheese and just tartar sauce. That is correct. I like, will put ketchup on that as well. Not surprised. But most places, when they do their fish, they, now they don't, like Burger King, Wendy's, stuff like they don't have them year-round. They have them usually around Lent season. Um, they will put le- at least lettuce and, like, a full slice of cheese. So, like, I'm used to getting my, my like, fast food fish sandwiches around Lent season. Mm-hmm. So the one time I went to McDonald's, I hadn't oh. had a fish fillet in, like, fillet of fish in, like, easily probably like six or seven years so i get it and i see like no lettuce and like a half a piece of cheese and i was already having like a shitty day and it just like sent me over the edge to where like my <laughs> wife like grabs the sandwich and like goes up and like doesn't berate the people but like demands lettuce and a full slice of cheese <laughs> and then like i looked it up and i felt like such a it's just dickhead. all it comes with like I felt like such a dickhead, and I think I even like emailed the McDonald's and was like, "I'm sorry." Like this, I felt bad that like this was a situation that occurred. This was my bad, and I was having a bad day, and and that's just what happened. So, um, if you're gonna get something that isn't in your normal normal group of of food items, I would recommend, um being sure what's on it before you before you uh throw your hands in the air and cry foul. Yeah, uh, do you know do you know why that that's actually there there's like a whole big reddit thread I, I read about this a couple months ago right around the time oh. I've got the uh the fillet of fish um and it's because a full slice of cheese would actually take away from the fish flavor of the sandwich. Huh. They didn't want it to be overpowering but still give you some of that like regular feeling that you get from eating a mcdonald's sandwich and getting that yellow slice of cheese because i feel like everything there has cheese standard correct yeah you can order things without cheese. like you always get a hamburger or you can like because my mom does not like uh like fast food cheese so it's not good cheese no no, but like it it, fast food isn't good food that's fair (laughs) right right it's technical about it um but like she would never uh she she would always get a hamburger she would get a quarter pounder without cheese okay it would have to be like a special item uh like burger king she always gets like whopper without cheese whopper junior without cheese but you know it's funny now a whopper doesn't come with cheese correct whopper whopper you is a standard without okay but yeah, she would never get cheese on. But you know, what's funny is is the Burger King used to have a I forget what they called it, but it was a hot ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, that sounds delicious. Um, so it's like the ham they put on the croissant, which oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I think you like. I think it would it could it could come with like lettuce and tomato. Mm. Um, but like you like you can still order them. Like if you go to Burger King, you can order the hot ham and cheese because they just go grab the ham and then it just gets nuked. Um, yeah, there you go. There, there's a free one for you, everybody. Hot ham and cheese of Burger King. The people working, they will probably, they will probably hate you for it. Um, but, uh, my mom would, would get the hot ham and cheese and it would come with the, the, the cheese on it, obviously. But I'm like, you don't like fast food cheese, but you're going to, but you want that, huh? 
it's just one of the but yeah i it, it, it so now i now i know why now why why haven't they ever made like a, a cordon blue sandwich i guess I because they don't have like a did one time, there was there was there was a there was like a couple of years back and i think it was when i even still worked there um so this is like 15, so more than a couple like, right boy, this is like this is like almost a, a you know a, a fifth of a century ago um, but they did a, a special with the with the the original chicken sandwich, the long one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was like, there was that one. There was like a club sandwich, so it was lettuce, tomato. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and bacon. They did an Italian one. So it I was remember like the Italian that was good and provolone cheese. <laughs> um, and then I think they did a cordon bleu, which was cheese, which was ham and Swiss mm. cheese. Um, basically, it was white cheese. Like, in, like Burger King World, there was orange cheese standard, and then the, every so often they would run specials where they had white, white cheese. cheese. And That's I'll never fair. forget like, the one the one summer they did what they what they called a Great American Burger. Ooh! So it was um it was it was like a thicker patty. It was uh, it was like a quarter pound patty, and then they had a a special mustard that went on it, and Ooh. they had a, a special sauce. It was called like Great American sauce. It was like gray. I have no idea what this sauce was. So we get them in, and obviously we're all in the back. We're trying them on chicken tenders, like the mustard and stuff. Right. And and it it just it tasted bitter. But like really? but like the, the standard for for like the, the application of the sauces is the mustard went in a G and the that other sauce went in an A. Oh, for Christ's sake. Which obviously never happened. You just kind of squirt right. But like the very first one of those I made, like our regional manager was there like they would come in and obviously supervise and make sure things were clean or whatever sure and this guy's like literally like if this bottle of water is his head like it's on my like on my arm huh. so I'm like i had to go, oh shit i got it and i mean i i i passed i didn't get yelled at well, but I, it was probably the only great american burger that i ever made that i did the g and the a <laughs> and i'm like who is somebody really opening up the burger I would. I would expect it if it's what it's, if that's what it's and called you, for. If you, and if you knew it was there, which I don't sure. even think they like. I don't even think they like advertise that in commercials. Like they said, right. there was like you know a mustard and great American salt. But like I don't think at any point in a commercial they were like you know and it's showing somebody making it like that. To, so like, how would anybody even know? Yeah, that's wild. The uh, the great American sauce was actually bald eagle jizz. I just looked oh, it up. Oh, well, that that's why it was gray and, and bitter in tasting. Gray and bitter. So yeah, yeah, go. that explains it. Okay, so I think we we have uh, we have found our way around uh, uh, the food world enough. And uh, if you're still following with us, we appreciate that for one. Yeah, thanks. Um, but let's uh, let's jump into it. We'll hit we'll hit the first match, maybe the second one. Then we'll take our our uh, commercial break and, and then finish this thing out. But uh, the show started. Uh, with the first of the two. In war games. What? Of war games. What? War games. What? War games. What? What? Uh, the first of the two war games matches Team Candace, which of course Candace LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm defeating Team Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai uh, in 35 minutes, 22 seconds. Um... I, I really like this match. It, it actually surprised me, Ryan, um, that this was the match that opened the card. I, I just thought with the way um, that things were built, I, I, I don't know why. I kind of almost expected 
uh, the women's match to close the show, and it did not. Um, and in hindsight, and we'll obviously get there and talk about the men's match, but I am I'm actually happy that decision was made. I think it, uh, looking back over the show, it was the right choice. Um, you know, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought all four or all eight of these women absolutely, um, you know, they, they went for it. They, they, they kicked ass. Uh, great start to the show. When you have two war games match, open with one, close with one. I think that's the perfect way to do it. Um, and personally, I'm I'm a huge fan uh, of the fact that Raquel Gonzalez got the got the uh, the pin uh, in this matchup. Uh, I'm a huge fan of hers. I know I know some people. Um, and and if you if you're looking at the eight women in this card, she is probably objectively speaking the least quote unquote talented, the least refined, uh, whatever word you want to describe for it. Like she is probably the 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 bottom out of these eight in terms of of what we have become accustomed to with the NXT women's division. But I think it's a sign of where we're going. I think they have a lot of faith in her. Um, you know, I, I've I've loved her in the role as Dakota Kai's manager, and and I think and and we'll you know I kind of get where we're going after this, but we'll get your thoughts on the match. I, I think it's it's a good tip of the hat as to where we might be going. Uh, here in this women's division, yeah, Jim. Um, I too thought this match could could main event, and uh, I think it would have done fine in the main event spot. Um, and and maybe this is a conversation for another day. Maybe we can table this even for Thursday. But it is two war games matches out of five one too many? Do we need to have two, or can the pay per view just be anchored with one war games match? Um, which seems like an awful lot to set up just for one match, yeah, but right, I, I get it. Um, but there were some things done in this match. I thought that maybe could have cheapened what we saw later in the night. I think the um, the t- the spot off the top of the uh, off the top of the cage with EO on the trash can um, is that wow moment. And then when you see Pat McAfee do it without a trash can uh, does it have the same effect is it because he's not a you know what i mean and i i'm getting ahead of myself but um you can only do so much with two rings and a giant cage set around them um i love this i think everybody looked really strong when they had to um and was able to take offense when they needed to and jim you're absolutely right this was raquel gonzalez's coming out party um Proof is in the fact that she took the uh, she made the pinfall, picking up the victory for her team. Um, and even better, as as a commentator myself, I loved right after the match what Wade Barrett did to put over Raquel Gonzalez, audibly saying she has now gone from insurance policy to uh, I wrote it down here. She has gone from insurance policy to genuine threat in this women's division. Yeah, that that so that. much. Um, storytelling just from the commentary team. You didn't have to say that, but to actually call it out in case somebody's missed the standout moments in this match, maybe they didn't see as much as they were supposed to have saw in this match and just watch the match as a whole. But as like a really in tune fan, having a commentator saying she's no longer just this person's insurance policy. And again, even foreshadowing a bit, Jim, like you said, 
where we might be headed down the road now that she's no longer just an insurance policy. Uh, everybody needs to watch out. This was Raquel Gonzalez's coming out party, and she will be the NXT Women's Champion before the end of 2021. Yeah, 100%. And, and, um, and also, like... Not, not that I I don't think that Dakota Kai as a heel is good because I think she is a fantastic heel. I, mm-hmm. I I go back to the turn a year ago at War Games when she turned um, on, uh, on on Tegan, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the, you know the the story of the year you know of her year as the as a heel has been very good. But I also think Dakota Kai and and and. Um, Maybe it's based on, on on her size compared to a, a, a lot of the women in the division, um, and, and and I also think the fact that she hasn't really changed her gear. Like I still I feel like her gear is still okay. the same like pattern and color, and it's and it's like almost like a rainbow like shimmer. I don't know the best way to describe it. I'm not like a fashion guy. Um, given I mean hard to believe when I wear like gym shorts and wrestling t shirts every day of my life. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but she's never she's never like changed her gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a, a transition back to her being a face, you know, if and when Raquel Gonzalez wins the NXT women's title, you know, that that's a perfect story to write because Raquel can can, um, you know, basically like forget or just kind of push uh, Dakota Kai to the side and, and just claim that she did it all herself and, and what have you. Um, similar, you know, and, and I know, uh, some people, I feel like Tim and, and Marcus on final wrestling place, uh, our friends over at, uh, take three wrestling podcast, uh, you know, kind of joke to this as well, that like, she's female Kevin Nash to, oh, okay. the, fem- to the female Shawn Michaels, but it, it can kind of be that story where, where, sure. you know, bodyguard and, and, you know, friend become enemies and, and Dakota becomes a, a, a face out of that. So like there's, there's plenty of story to be told. Um, if, and, and yeah, I think when, uh, Raquel Gonzalez becomes the NXT women's champion. Now, is she the one to dethrone EO or is somebody else dethrone EO? And then mm-hmm. it's a shorter turnaround tech is like the NXT women's title to their credit, it, it, generally speaking has been kind of a long term booking. Mm-hmm. From, from change to change so i don't think it would hurt it to be a you know have a have a quick turnover at, at, at some point i think part of that too is the nxt men's w- championship has has been cursed a bit and, and has to get moved around uh because of injuries and what have you so um but i gave this i gave this match a b plus that there was a couple of points in it that that weren't that weren't perfect they're, they're a little bit botchy a little bit and whether or not that's that's just you know, I, I you know without looking back on on who was in War Games a year ago that there was just there was a little bit of nerves or what or whatever. But um, but also, and I, and I I tweeted that I gave you this match a B plus, so it was an eighty seven. Um, the the Capital Wrestling Center oh looked in fucking credible. Yeah, for sure. For War Games, this easily and don't get me wrong, Thunderdome badass. Uh, Daily's place is is super cool in and of itself. Um, you know what Impact does in their in their empty building. Um, you know they they still make it feel as big as possible uh, without any fans there whatsoever. But without question, 
the Capitol Wrestling Center is my absolute favorite, like, quarantine era venue. Like, it's the perfect mix of, like, underground, mm -hmm. uh, fight club. You have some real fans, but not enough that I feel like we're just spreading COVID at, like, a, an alarming rate. Uh, you have the, the elements of the Thunderdome. Um, it, it's it, every, but, but for this, especially with like at the start of the show, when they brought the cages down and they had the pyro and the, it just looked awesome. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is the venue I think I've always wanted yeah. during the, the COVID era of professional wrestling. Um, and I'll say I, I'm, I'm bummed that they were able to do the transition flawlessly or enough with whatever they had from raw to SmackDown that we're not going to have a main well, I think roster they have, I think show. They just had a second Thunder because they're already setting up. Or is that what oh, they're okay? They I assume they were yeah. setting up parts of it. Parts would have to come yeah, down. Yeah, at least and maybe that maybe that's true. But yeah, they, they've already begun the setup. We sh shared the picture yesterday. Yeah, the exoskeleton um, is kind of what I was thinking. Propaganda. And then the guts would have to come yeah, from yeah. Um, just to make it happen. I was really hoping that we would see a main roster show there. Um Secondly, really, I, I love what NXT UK looks like. Um, that looks in, cool in that building is kind of tall feeling, um, more of a, an empty uh, sort of theater, kind of an operatic feeling to it, uh, kind of what I would associate with UK. So that's really, really cool over there, too. But uh, yeah, Jim, this was so cool with, with the cage and the pyro and the lights and the smoke and the ah, oh, just oh, so cool. So, so cool. It's what I really, really wanted out of any show. So yeah. Kudos yeah. to NXT. Yeah. Um, and again, AEW, like you said, Daily's place has a, a very different thing being like an open air amphitheater feel to it that they can get away with bigger pyro, bigger flames all the time, stuff like that. So, I mean, each one is very different. Um, and this coming from not a fan of the thunder. I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I feel like I said that a few times. Yeah. Um, you have. Yeah. You've I been just, when you can have something as aesthetically looking and pleasing like the CWC, why would you want something? And I get it's definitely a different presentation. The Raw and the SmackDown is definitely pushed to a different audience. It's clean. Sure. It's crisp. It looks expensive. And I think they've it's tried to take feeling. from the Raw stage, from the SmackDown stage, sure. to make it into one. And, uh, I get it. You know, it's supposed to look – there was a really cool shot, though. Um like uh, to me, that's the nickelback <laughs> of like of staging. Whereas the CWC is like the underground gritty punk rock band sure. that's cool to like. Sure, you're never gonna uh, admit you like Nickelback or Creed. They're no, fine. They've got do. great music, like, but like when you hear Nickelback enough, come on, you know, come on the radio. You're not. You know what? I I am. I'm not a Nickelback guy. I will always. I'm a Creed guy. I just picked up the Creed vinyl. Oh, that would be a good one. It's a that great one. A one. The, the Creed Greatest Hits vinyl. Uh, absolutely love it. I will go down uh, on the Creed boat, not willing to not, go down on the Nickelback boat. No. That's fair. That's no. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like it, it, It's just one of those things that... Um, it's almost too perfect. Sure. There was a great shot, though. I think it was on... I want to say it was on the WWE's Twitter page on, on Friday, like right after SmackDown. Daniel Bryan? The shot of Daniel Bryan, and you yeah. kind of see, you know, the the full wraparound and where the uh, the screens for the Thunderdome end, and just just how that whole thing looked. And it was a real, it was a really great that was cool uh, camera shot. But yeah, um, but also based on on the early pictures of the construction of the Thunderdome, 
I really don't think we're getting fans for the Royal Rumble unless they do it uh, unless they do it somewhere else because that you're not going to disassemble that you know to get fans in in you know and, and theoretically they could I mean like we've said it's Florida uh, there's also states like Texas and whatnot that aren't afraid to have people uh, in a crowd but uh, let's hear Scott says I'm with you I'm not a Thunderdome fan what choice uh, do we have if we don't like it no other choice yeah That's fair and I mean don't get me wrong would I rather have Monday Night Raw with fans there sure you know but like. I've also I've also I've also been in the Thunderdome three or four times, um, and like obviously you're, visually for you when you are in it, it's no different than if you're watching Raw on your computer, but like it's the knowledge that you're part of that, and like I mean you get, you do get like audience cues and things like when they're at commercial, same as like if you're at a live you know at a, at a live show. And it's like, you know, coming back on USA in 10 seconds, you know, like they want you to be ready uh, for, for when the camera starts. So they do that in your ear. And like, I mean, they do, at least the last time I was in, they do encourage, you know, like, you know, if, if it's Roman Reigns, boo, you know, or if it's like, you know, Drew McIntyre, they do encourage you to cheer. I oh, mean, do they, not, do they encourage you to boo? Yeah. I mean, they want you to boo the heels and, and you know, fair. but in, in, again, it's a TV show. Like if you go to a, a taping of, uh, you're not wrong. Of Goldberg's when you're supposed to apply, when there's laughter, ah, ha, 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 you know, so it's, it, it's a TV production, it, you know, it, it, it just, it just is what it is, you know? And like some people didn't like it, but I'm like, you also like, you don't have to sure. Like you, you could, boo. But let's be real in, in, in a stadium full of fans. When the heel comes out, there's always a smattering of smarks that are going to cheer. And when the faces come out, there's a smattering of smarks that are going to boo. Yeah, absolutely. But every other child and young adult, if you will, or I don't want to say young adult, that's not the right word. Maybe early teen that's into professional wrestling with their parent there is doing the appropriate response to heels and faces. And that is the majority of a live event crowd. Yeah, 100%. So 100%. you're going to hear the cheers more than the booze when you're supposed to. No, no problem being prompted with that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it, it's and, cool. So like, and if you've never done it, like, and you see if you see the link pop up on your social media, like you know, apply for the fun. I recommend you do it. It's fun. It is fun to be to to be a part of that. So, right. um, you know, and to Scott's to point, the 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 comment, you you do have other choices. Sure, you do. And I it's... mean. NXT is every Wednesday. AEW is every Wednesday. ROH, Impact. Like, you know, they, they, you're not going to see the superstars that you're accustomed to seeing, but there is a ton of professional wrestling out there that if you don't like the Thunderdome enough, there are sure. other options. Check check tonight out on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, Kenny Omega on Impact Wrestling. It's worth like, checking out. I mean, I have I have Huddle Up tonight, but I, I record Impact, and this is a week that I won't just delete it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> for being totally honest um devin says he signed up so many times he hasn't been in once well i mean there's always that option too there's been times where i've gotten the link i wouldn't let you in either devin oh i'm just kidding but i'm just kidding i love you buddy <laughs> what an ass okay let's uh let's go to the uh to the second match of the night uh tomaso champa where, where is it where'd it go oh i was looking at the to me, the champs. Uh, uh, defeating Timothy Thatcher, 16 minutes and 46 seconds. Um, 
a great wrestling match. Like this is something that you're not typically used to seeing in a WWE environment. Um, two great wrestlers just a wrestling for for 16 minutes. Um, I thought it was I, I thought it was a really good match. Um, it was actually my second lowest graded match of the night. I gave this one a B. Um, it, it, it wasn't great, but it was it wasn't. It was above average, so like to me that that's that that's where a B falls. Um, Thatcher's bloody ear almost made me want to vomit, um, but like it was unexpected. And uh, but yeah, two great wrestlers doing their thing. I, I I don't necessarily know where either of them go from here, but you know it, it is what it is. You know, a good match. Uh, I'm glad Champa won. I feel like he maybe needed the win more, but yeah, good match. Yeah, I feel like. Champa would have needed to pick up the victory more than Tim Thatcher in um and I know Jim you you I think called this out the 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 bloody cauliflower ear is uh cauliflower the, ear is gross enough. That's bad it, right when it gets broken. Yeah, that's rough. That really is. It's not oh. it's not nice to look at. This uh can, can we call this WWE strong style? Is that is that kind of what we saw here? Uh I'll allow it. Is that is that a fair assessment? In, yeah, in, in I what? Think so. I think it's the most shoot style match we've saw of the night. Um, these guys can can grapple. Tim Thatcher's a fantastic grappler. Um, a hard hitting match. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. It was a change of pace and brought sure. us down from the excitement of the first um, War Games match, which is, I think, exactly what this match needed to do. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying no, it brought us no, down no. in a bad way. It just brought the pace down. Everybody could take a breath. If a, a well timed match matches here, correct, then, then those moments don't mean as much. Bingo. Like it ha- it, you know, you you have to you have to have ebbs and flows in a show. And and again, it's it's not a bad thing. It, nope. it, it absolutely it served its purpose. This match felt like it could very easily have been in a UK takeover. Sure, like this had a UK feel to it. That Correct. hard. The hit. first match would have had one Mamma Mia. This match would have had none, and that's why it needed to happen. Mamma Mia. Um. Yeah, but it, but yeah, it was not, like I said, this one, uh, this one got to be for me. Uh, then we moved to the strap match: Dexter Loomis defeating Cameron Grimes. Uh, by submission, 12 minutes, 52 seconds. Um, I think these two guys work spectacularly with each other. Now, I, I, I think that it, it's probably about due time that they move on from each other. Um, you know, the, the match is fine. Got a, This one also got a B plus from me. Um, you know, there, there was, you know, I, I thought... We've seen more like strap matches and like rope matches uh, between this and, and AEW as a, like in the last, you know, six months, a year. I feel like we've seen multiples of these, but, but, you know, they were able to do, you know, some different tricks to, um, you know, kind of make it feel a little bit different. Um, you know, like you had like the second strap and you did the like the, 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 the blindfold or whatever the, the, uh, you know the like the mask, the head cover, whatever you want to call it. Um, so so yeah, I, I I liked it again. I think these two work great together. Uh, Loomis is is such a great, great character, and and Cameron Grimes with with it to the moon and all like it just 
it's 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 fantastic. I, you know, this this is probably my favorite thing that uh, Grimes slash Trevor Lee has has ever done. Yeah, this is. Uh, I really enjoyed this for what it was. It was a very gimmicky match, obviously. Um, it's it's wild to kind of go back and I know we talked about Impact already, but go back and see where um, Dexter Loomis really came from and his his gimmick as Sam Shaw or Samuel Shaw in in TNA. Um, was was definitely built after this Bates uh, sort of uh, American Psycho gimmick. So far as saying, I think one of the announcers said NXT's American Psycho Dexter Loomis um, always had a play on the Dexter TV show um, in the way that he dressed in Impact Wrestling TNA. So for him to come over and, and like adapt the Dexter name and really not change very much of his gimmick at all from TNA to where we're at in in, um, in NXT is kind of it's kind of a neat thing to see that the WWE just didn't repackage somebody like they did Trevor Lee into Cameron Grimes and give him a whole different um, you know background and, and name and everything like that. Um, oh, I think uh, yeah, the match was fine. The the, the dual uh, the dual straps. I think you're right that they were probably near the end of this feud between each other. I think the right man had to go over here. And that was Dexter Loomis. I think he could gain much more from winning this. And Cameron Grimes didn't take much of a hurt in, in picking up the fall. Um, I mean, as the chicken shit heel that he kind of plays in this gimmick with this feud, it's, it's not a bad thing to pick up a loss. Um, Also love that spine buster from, uh, from Dexter Loomis. I think it was the moment that he took the, uh, the blindfold off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good spine buster there. Uh, it's nice to see a really good wrestling move in a gimmicky match. So uh, yeah, fine match. Um, again, exactly what I thought it could be. Uh, a gimmicky match right after a wrestling technical yeah. match. Well, yeah. put the, I'm going to say that this whole show, this whole show was paced perfectly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so right. We're we going to pause here. Uh, it is time to, uh, to to pay the bills, as they say. Uh, stick with us. Two more matches here from the uh, NXT TakeOver War Games card. We will be right back. Three Count Thursday Live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
Welcome back, Three Count Thursday, live on a Tuesday afternoon. Ryan and Jim here with you, talking NXT Takeover War Games uh, on a uh, on a Tuesday. We have two matches still uh, in this uh, in this show to uh, to review for you, uh, and that we will start with the uh, the North American Championship. Stay in order: Johnny Gargano defeating Damian Priest and Leon Ruff to become the new. And I believe first three-time NXT North American champion, uh, 17 minutes and 28 seconds. Um, and yes, folks, despite the fact that he had Cleveland Browns colored gear, Johnny Gargano won. Like the number of people that I saw tweet that, I was like, look, I understand. I understand the Cleveland Browns have been, and I'm not a Browns fan, the Browns have been a, a, a joke in the NFL for a number of years. However... They are nine and three. They clobbered uh, the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, who were leading uh, the you know the AFC South. And if it wasn't for the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers were on Sunday still undefeated, not currently anymore, um, undefeated, the the the, the Browns uh, would potentially have a spot uh, at, at first place uh, in their division. So maybe check the standings before you try and get that cheap pop. Um, but Gargano wins the match. Um, you know, I I I, I enjoyed the match itself, um, but the the, the I, I love using Leon Ruff as like a lawn dart um, was was like a spectacular feature um, of this matchup. But Ryan, it, it like the the whole and I I understand it's been part of the story that's been told, um, but I absolutely like hate the scream mat like you have you have um tom savini like already in your back pocket um you don't have to go to like a fiend level mask but like you can't do you can't come up with anything different than the scream mask um you know for like these ghostly characters um just just not a fan of the way this match you know closed out and um it was even more non-preferred for me uh, when it was revealed to be Austin Theory, which really, it's my fault. I didn't really see it coming. Probably should have. Um, just, uh, yeah, Austin Theory is is kind of non-preferred for me, uh, based on some things we learned uh, this, you know, in in this calendar year. Um, so for me, like the match was 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 easily in like B B plus territory for the match itself. I thought all three guys worked out really well. I actually dropped this thing. It was going to be like a C plus or a C. And then Austin Theory gets revealed. I dropped this match to a C minus because it like the ending and and Austin Theory just definitely non preferred. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <clears throat> I know we uh, you briefly touched on it, but I want to reiterate again that the Pittsburgh Steelers did in fact pick up a <laughs> pick up a loss yesterday to the Washington Football Team. And if you're not a fan of the Washington Football Team, um, that's fair. Go check out their Twitter feed. They have been en fuego today. Um, including a NXT-themed tweet about them feeling rather limitless. Oh, I did see that one. Uh, I did see that one yesterday, that picking up the W uh, and knocking over the 14-0 lead that the Pittsburgh Steelers had. So uh, kudos to the Washington football team for um, for making me chuckle in the Twitter sphere 
today. Jim, I agree. This was the worst match, unfortunately, of the night. Uh, it just didn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. Um, I Are you Gargano I, fatigued as well? I feel like I am, and I hate it because the guy's so goddamn good. He is. He's fantastic. He's so good. Johnny Wrestling, he has earned that moniker in everything that he's done. I don't I don't have a problem with the archer of infamy like our 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 co-host oh, our co-host yeah, like Tim I don't I don't have an issue with him. I love the fact that they put it on Leon Ruff and elevated an up and coming star quickly something that the WWE always gets shit on for not oh, doing. Right? So I loved everything about this. It's just the match itself it didn't do it for me at all. The scream mask Jim I have no problem with that. Um, it started at Halloween Havoc. I think that's why you have a Halloween themed mask that's easily recognizable and tied into Halloween. I guess. That's yeah. yeah, I guess. I think that it's it's just oh, it's Halloween Havoc. That's when we first saw them. Like, and I've it's seen just a simple tie-in. I've seen them over the years. They've taken you know, and not WWE obviously, but like they've had the scream mask, but they've been orange or they change the color. Like to me, I, it's just like Scream was. We were kids like when they when the movie came out. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a cold hit. Don't get me wrong. I still think that they hold up today. Like somebody that enjoys horror movies. Oh, you were freezing up a little there, Ryan. I I don't know if, uh, if there's uh, anything going on, you just you froze. Yeah, no, I I think I'm back. I don't know what happened there. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're with. I don't know. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Uh, it happens. It happens. Uh, to me, as as a horror movie fan, enjoying horror movies, there's just something about a character that has like a knife and just stabs people. It's yeah, just, you yeah, know, it's it's sure. it's yeah. Uh, there's another one coming out. There's another, and if if. I think it's slated for a January 2022 release. Okay. If Another movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. We did yeah. David Arquette, I think, signed one. weird that that gets released in January. Like, can't make yeah. that happen by October? Like, I feel yeah, like it seems odd. a much better month uh, for that. But, yeah. If that had a 2021 release, not a 2022 release, um, I, I wouldn't – I could I could see making the argument that we'd see David Arquette showing up. Um, knowing his history with professional wrestling sure, sure. at an NXT, it's, it sells itself. Why wouldn't you want David Arquette? You get the mainstream media people talking about your developmental NXT brand, and you can make that argument. And I, and if it, it if it was releasing in 2021, I'd believe it would happen. But a January 2022 release, I don't think we're going to see it's this particular not. gimmick tie in right. over. A, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, at the time, like I said, with Halloween Havoc, whatever. Austin Theory, don't necessarily give a shit about him one way or the other. Um, he was kind of canceled, wasn't really sent. I don't even know what his gimmick was or his problem was with... Uh, he was up with the Disciples, and then I think there was some accusations made. Around that's what I mean, what, whatever the accusations were. And then he came right into NXT right away, and then I don't know if he got hurt or they just, you know, they thought, we'll take him off, we'll use him as th- this is his comeback. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think the accusations is probably, you know, is a, is a good bit of, of, of why it's just non-preferred, uh, for me, um, you know, and, 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 you know, because I think I, I'd seen some of the posts and, and they seem to be 
they seem to be accurate. Like, you know, sometimes right. I forgot, honest, I just forget what it was. I think it was, it was messaging an underage girl, like a 17 year old girl or something. Um, can't do that folks, you know? And, and I mean, he was, he was like 19 at the time, but like, still it's, it's, it, it just, it, it's right. Right. It's great. You know, it's, it's not good. It, it it's not okay. And, and so, yeah, maybe yeah, that probably plays in there. Like I said, C plus for me. Then we move now uh, to the uh, to the main event match, the second of the two. War games. What of war games? What war games? What war games? What what? Uh, the undisputed era: Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, defeating team McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, Oni Lorkin in forty-five minutes and one uh, second. Uh, this was my highest rated match of the night. This match is on my list uh, for, for match of the year, which is going to be, uh, I really need to start refining that list because yep. we are uh, almost halfway through the month of December. Uh, we're very quickly coming up on when we have to make these, uh, these top five uh, of the year official. Uh, but this definitely, this may be the, the final entry uh, for me. And, you know, unless, unless something here in the, in the next week or so, um, you know, can, can find its way in. Um, but just, just fantastic. And of course the, the story to every time, uh, team McAfee's the, the, the timer goes, McAfee goes to go in and the guy's pulling, but no, no, you, you can come in last sort of a thing. And, um, you know, the, the, the labeled tables and, uh, just, there was, there was so many little details in this match, um, that, that went really well. I mean, Pete Dunn, um, in this one, I, I thought shown pretty bright. Uh, as well, but just it absolutely fan. And you know, we 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 saw in in war games in the past. Um, it was a war games or a cage match, like the 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 Champa and uh, Cole spot through the table from the top, and like we've seen so many other top things. And yeah, we had the McAfee spot, which like that guy has just integrated himself uh, so seamlessly into this. Like he is he is the, the word natural. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's very appropriate for for how good uh, Pat McAfee has been. You know, s- since he's been in in this role, uh, and like this is this the second match he's been in, and he was this good <laughs> in this match. Like you know, and it, and it just you know, and I I thought for sure that Team McAfee was going to win. Undisputed Era, um, you know, you got the victory, so so uh, a bit of an element of surprise for me. Like you know, at forty five minutes, like there were was there points where it it may have felt like it was going a little long, sure, but like they were fleeting moments. Like at no point was I like, oh my god, this match is so long. Uh, will it just be over? Like it was never anything like that. There was just a couple of points where I'm like, well, I'm kind of surprised this thing's still going on. Um, but but just fantastic work from from all involved in this matchup. Yeah, forty five minutes for a WWE matchup is long. I'm not gonna. It's not too long, but it's long. Right. Imagine thinking cutting that in half, and that would be an Undertaker entrance at 22 minutes. How long that entrance would feel. Long. Kobe. Christ mighty. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of when I saw 45. Ramp, Ryan. I will, I will, I will, that's the hill I will always die on. 80 uh, yards. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Did not foresee him popping Didn't see up. Him popping up 20 no, yards away. Seven eighths down the ramp. Did not see that coming. I'm not going to admit this on Thursday. That's fine. I'm That's just okay. saying. That's okay. I, I, won't, I won't do it in front of Tim. That's fine. That's fine. 
Pat McAfee either has the greatest trainer in the world or he's a natural-born WWE superstar. That guy has it. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm again, you ain't going to hear me say it no, Thursday. No. So fucking enjoy it right now. <laughs> what if I isolate the clip he, and I put it on this I album? I guess you can do that. You're the host. <laughs> he is born with it. So good. Did you see the 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 the, the tweet from uh, CM Punk? I did over not. the weekend. It was it basically it was like along the lines of like, you know, Pat McAfee is the best is the best talker in in the WWE right now, and like everybody else should be both motivated and embarrassed by that. Yeah, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Like, and I and I, I like just out of like out of fun and like for nostalgia's sake, I wanted to argue with that. Because it was punk, and I'm like, I, I, I literally. He's can't, not wrong. I literally can't objectively argue with that in any way. Right. Take away Pat McAfee's like big bumps that we saw during this match. The guy bumps so well naturally. He was such he trained. Whether it's it's all of his training, but at least some of it is less Thatcher, I believe. It, it has to be. Or Rip Rogers. Or one Rip. Of one of the two. I, such sympathy, like he he bumps, and it looks like just a regular flatback bump hurts. Yeah, like he just sells everything. This guy shows up on his podcast on Monday, not even related to professional wrestling, neck brace. with a neck brace on to sell right? what he did right? Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah, he didn't thank one single competitor on Twitter or Instagram either. So I think a lot can be learned from this. Right. It's okay to understand that professional wrestling is a work. Right. Like how how wild is that? That 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 he and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying, you know, if if Kevin Owens thanks Keith Lee for for, uh, their match on two faces that that can do that. You know, I'm not I'm not necessarily but but yeah, like the fact that he he goes on and and doesn't acknowledge, doesn't thank, doesn't say this was you know, this was a great match. And the fact that he that he has the neck brace, he's selling his injury on his on his radio show, right? Amazing, brilliant. It's <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And again, you can understand that professional wrestling is worked. Yeah, I don't know anybody that would argue that anymore. It no. is a worked presentation. What your body goes through is very real. Mm-hmm. So sell that. Sure, sell that your neck is sore. Sell that you limp a little bit. I think there was a video of him doing some sort of basketball shot thing for like $100. And he was hobbling a bit. And the guy was calling him out. And he's like, dude, I broke my toe. So fucking hobble. Absolutely. Sell it. It's that simple. Thank you. And again, I'm not going to even speak of this on (laughs) Thursday. It's out of the way so that like I need I need to to, to at least protect my brand a little bit Thursday. <laughs> you know, if, if Tim or Matt or Mark wants to revisit NXT at all, and, and I'm sure we'll let Tim uh my internet know. might cut out. I don't know. It's happened I'm here sure once. We'll, we'll let Tim all over about Pat McAfee on, on Thursday, but yeah, you you, you I, I let you get that out here. Tim has the right to this. Yeah performance was fantastic it, so good. i think the person that shown shined shown shined shined the brightest the person that was the brightest in this match was kyle o'reilly 
Yeah, I think there was. This was like Kyle O'Reilly's. He can stand on his own. And I feel like we've had a couple of those moments this year. We have. This one may be the brightest of them all. It absolutely not. No, he had his match, his singles match. Like this is his absolute. This is his Raquel Gonzalez moment coming sure. out of this. And here's proof to back it up. The Undisputed Era, and again, we always talk about age on this show, and it's not fair, but we are going to talk about age 31, the youngest of the group. Wait, Adam Cole's older than 31? He's only 31. Okay. Kyle O'Reilly is 33. Oh, he's almost on the wrong side. He is still on the right side of 30. Rod Strong is 37. And we know and, is 44. And Bobby Fish is 44, which is the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're I using fours as the benchmark, he's on the wrong side of 40. <laughs> correct. Yes. We are, I think, seeing really close to the end of Red Dragon and that pairing, um, which is a shame. Such a great tag team. They did so much cool stuff in Ring of Honor. But we're at the end of, I think, fish's career real soon um this is going to be the kyle o'reilly show very very quickly yeah i i i, I think he's the i think he's still the best wrestler out of the undisputed era yeah i i would i would tend to agree with that now our friends over at take three one of the guys on there was because they were comparing like wrestling couples okay in a bit and like you know so obviously Britt baker adam cole so I gave if I gave you that one, Cole is much flashier. Cole is the star. I didn't say he's the star. O'Reilly's the best wrestler. Who who? This was the question posed on take three. Um, who is the better wrestler, Adam Cole or Britt Baker in that couple? Adam Cole. Right to me, that's a no brainer. The, the one of the guys on on take three was like borderline violently adamant that Britt Baker is the better wrestler in that mm. couple. To me, that, that is, that is not the case. You could maybe make an argument that she is a better entertainer. I mean, she is a better dentist. She's a, she's definitely, I, I would assume she's a better dentist. We don't know. I'll give we her that. Know, we don't know how Adam Cole is as a dentist though. To she be is the better women's wrestler. I'll give her that. That would that would I would agree with that. Um, but but I would like that's such a weird thing to hmm, that's a weird take. I'd almost wonder what they would talk like. Let's talk then couples and Britt Baker and Adam Cole. And then let's take a look at Rod Strong and is it Shafir? I think she they're to Yes, like, I believe. Let, let's just look at couples and who the, actually the better couple would be. Wrestler wise, again, I don't, I don't, not that Adam Cole is a bad wrestler. I'm not trying to say that. No, 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 no. Adam Cole, I think, is one of the perfect packages of professional wrestlers. Oh, I agree. I think he, Kyle he, O'Reilly he, is a better technical wrestler. Oh, oh with, without question. I think right, he, right. He, he is the best wrestler in that uh, group of yes. that group. Um, Adam Cole has is the as I think that the most total package out of the group because he is a great wrestler, but he is also fantastic on the stick as well. I think Rod Strong is fantastic, but just misses a little bit of that extra that Adam Cole has. Yeah, you know the the difference between extraordinary, ordinary, and extraordinary is that little extra. Thank you, David Keckner, and waiting. 
<laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> no, and it, like you know, but but yeah, I I, I I'm, I'm glad we kind of stumbled into that because I was listening to Take Three today because they drop on sun, on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, and uh, I was just like. The, the fact that he was like this guy was like so adamant about the fact Man, that's that, so that Baker is the better like she like I said she may be the better entertainer because like you know like Adam Cole is is a bit catchphrasy sure but it works. um it's, so you could maybe make the argument that like Britt Baker from from like the, the the character standpoint but in the ring I think I think Adam Cole is is I don't think there's question better a ton that you can look at her AEW career. And be like, hey, that was good, and and a lot of that has to do with an injury, and I understand that injury and just but you can't you can't overrule that that she has been inactive, yeah. and they tried to do some stuff with her in the wheelchair and the role model stuff. Like there were I things being could. done, yeah, but that that you're missing the entire wrestling portion of being a pro wrestler, right? That makes it tough to make the argument that she's better than sure. Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Um, but no, this, this match, uh, was, 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 an, was an absolute banger. Um, and, and recency bias may, may force this one into my, my top five. Uh, it's, it's going to be really hard to, to go into that list. Um, you know, it, it's on my list. Yeah. For, for, for me, I mean, I, my list is probably easily over 20 matches long. Um, and, I think what I, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do top five cinematic, top five regular because mm, I, I, I might like have, that. I might have three cinematic matches uh, in, in my top five it, it, just because th- this year has presented a very interesting, um, you know, like set of set of qualifications to it, and, and so we, you know, and just content wise as we close out the year, it, it, it may be uh, good just to do that, but but we'll we'll discuss that. Uh, between the between between the five of us uh, as we head towards the end of the year yeah um so we, I, I do the pw scorecards i do them for, for every, oh, yes yeah for every show um so out of out of this one uh there is a possible 123 uh points okay ryan i got a uh a 26 oh my god this was my worst wow uh, that that uh that equates to a 21 percent if we're grading wow um, yeah um the uh the strap match i went completely over um the the, the so that was over 19 the, the women's war games i went six uh six points out of a possible 30 i didn't have uh the the only the only correct winner i had of the night was tomaso champa um and that was the only thing i got right out of that match I, i'll have to go back to last week's episode because I, I wish i would have filled one of these out yeah i, I feel like I f- I picked the undisputed era. I think I was the only one to do that. I think you were. I feel like I would have actually done well here because so then I would have obviously because like you know for example in that match it was fall type who makes the fall who takes the fall who starts for each team um, the num the the last entrant number of near falls and uh, number of chair shots. So like okay, yeah, there's a lot of unknown. Yeah, like that one. I had nine out of thirty-three, six out of twenty-four for the uh, triple threat, five out of sixteen for the uh, Champa Thatcher match. So twenty-six out of one twenty-three. That that's like that that, that's like grade freshman year of college level for me. Um, (laughs) Takes a lot. (laughs) 
thanks a lot. Um, but if we're if we're talking um, my grade for the show, so I, I, I gave it eighty seven uh, women's war games, eighty seven for the strap match, eighty five uh, for the uh, Thatcher Champa match, a ninety five for the war, uh, men's war games, and a seventy uh, for the uh, triple threat uh, North American title. So that gave me four hundred and twenty four total points. Divide that by five it gives me an eighty four point eight. Uh, okay. so that's a B for the show, and I, and I feel like that's that's where it's at. Like, um, because most matches were in that B range. Um, obviously, the North American title really brought it down. Uh, the you know the the the, the men's war games match it balanced it out. Every every grade, if you on the average, it was a B. It was in the B range for me. So eighty four point five. I I if if I'm just looking at the card and the feeling of the show, like before I added everything up, that that's about where I would. Um, where I would put it as well. Devin says he gave it a B. I think we had a couple of comments um, on, on our social media post from earlier. Other people had said B as well. Uh, what grade would you give this one, Ryan? Jim, I think this one uh, I would give a B plus. Oh. So gonna going to outrank you here a little bit. Oh, I think sprinkle. I would put the women's war game match closer to an A minus. Okay. Um, the strap match probably closer to a B plus. I would call the uh, men's war game match closer to an A plus. I think it would. Yeah, I thought that was a solid. That is definitely going to be in my match of the oh year. Absolutely. And again, recency bias or not, that is within my top five. I know it will be in my. It will be. Period. So, so when when you're when you're like building your your matches of the year, do you just yeah. keep a running list? I do, like... I do. I have one in my phone. The very first match yeah, I put in there point. was Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin, NXT UK Takeover from January the twelfth was my first entrant, and I just I go through them. Um, there was a, a, a Young Bucks Omega and a Hangman from Revolution. Our uh, is on there. Uh, that was from February. Uh, Orton first, Edge is on there my, from Backlash. My first actually was Andrade defeating Rey Mysterio for the, the to retain the U.S. title uh, on Raw on January twentieth. Okay, all right, yeah. So I mean, there they go back. I know the Stadium Stampede's on there. Um, the Boneyard match is obviously on there. This is on Man, there. I mean, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a hard time. I, to me, I feel like that's why we uh, have. To do, I don't think so. Like because there's so much like. They're so different, but it's pro wrestling, baby. I know it's pro wrestling, like, and this is our top five. Fuck, make the argument for what you think belongs, or or should we do a top ten this year? We probably shouldn't. We should. We, we, we'll, we'll we'll have to discuss. But I uh, my second match that I had was the Fiend, uh, Daniel Bryan in the uh, in oh, the um, strap, the strap match. match. That was a hell of a oh, match. Yeah, uh, that's right. That was a strap match. Yeah. So yeah, we that, have been a lot. We started with strap matches way back uh, at the at the start of the uh, of the of the year. So yeah, now, was that was that strap match a touch the four corners strap match, or was that a pin? And you I think that was I think that was a pin. I, I don't I don't remember okay. the last time we've seen a touch the four corners uh, strap match. I know somebody on Twitter go, said I'm old enough to remember when that's what a strap match was. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough when we actually go to. Uh, to close out this year, which is fastly approaching, thank God. Thank God, get like, us I, out. I, I, like and like, let's be real. The start of twenty twenty one is not gonna. It's not like you're gonna flip a switch on January first and everything's gonna be great. No, that but was the day least, after election day. Oh right, correct. Uh, but at least we can finally put this godforsaken 
four, you know, four numbers uh, to bed. Ryan, do you have anything else uh, to add before we uh, close up here on a Tuesday afternoon? No, but uh, 2020 is really, I think, the year we deserve for making all those stupid, I didn't have 2020 vision jokes that we've been making <laughs> the past five freaking years. I said that back, um, I want to say it's like May or June. I was like, you know, the only reason all of this stuff happens is like, you know, is so we, you know, we, we, we can't do that. Or like, there's going to be a dad. Oh in, my gosh. In, in like 15 years from now. And when, when, you know, when the teenage son is uh, talking about how horrible things were and, and he can be like, you know, well, son, let me tell you, know, let me tell you like that, that's 2020 vision or hindsight is 2020. Ha ha ha. Like it's, it's just a dad joke waiting. It to is. Happen. It is. But, like, and, we uh, really didn't need this. We didn't. We did. We damned ourselves. Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. So I, I, I blame all of those people. Uh, of course, you can see um, Ryan is at RYN Eagle. I am at Big Jim Sports. We are at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can uh, you can join us uh, on Thursday night when we are live at uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern time uh, on Facebook. Uh, and, and until then, guys, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?